Welcome to Speak Free with Maddie G, episode 33. We are back. My uh, my guest today is Bomber Marshall, uh, the founder of Bomber Sneakers and the co-founder of 27 Project. Um, so that's where we're filming out of today. If you think the studio looks a little different, it does. Um, and yeah, what a space, man. What bro, a space. Your new home now. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you. Yeah, thank Glad you for having me. Glad to have you here, bro. Yeah, Thanks for coming um, through. I'm loving it, man. This, um, yeah, this is exactly sort of what I envisioned yeah. for the potty, you know, when I sort of started and built my way up. You rate this? Oh, I love it. Yeah. I love it. This is perfect. Took some time. So, yeah, we got some props you'll see behind uh, Tiger Scarf, of course. Big Tigers fan. Up <laughs> <laughs> the penny purpose. Didn't win last night. Let's oh. hope. Uh, yeah. Yeah. For those that, yeah, this has been filmed, uh, what is it, March uh, March 4th? Yes. March 4th today. So, this will come out in, in it'll be 4th of the 4th. Um, people don't know that yet, but they will when they're watching this, obviously. Um, so let's hope by April 4th, Tigers are, are doing okay. <laughs> I, I think they'll do all right this season. I think they will. I think yeah. They're definitely not going to come wooden spooners nah, again. No, nah. Fuck, that was a hard year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we're going to talk a bit about, obviously, uh, your business. Yep. Um, and sort of, you know, business sort of mindset um, that comes with that and yep. sort of being on the grind. Yeah, um, I started a business as well in December. So um, I'll talk a little bit about that uh, with you and just sort of, you know, yeah, of course. relate in that way. Um, and uh, and then we'll be talking about, yeah, 2-7 Project. And I'm excited, bro. What you have planned for you. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, so tell me a bit about, um, you know, 2-7 you know, Project. Yep. How did it all come about? Um, we're obviously in the space now, so we'll... we'll you know, introduce the space. Properly. Yeah, 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 of yeah. course. Um, but it was about a few years back and it's literally when COVID started. Uh, I moved back uh, to the area. I was living in Camden for a couple of years because I had a business out there. And uh, I moved back to the area and um, just just linked up with Nike, um for work. Yeah. And then through him, we had another friend, Johnny Evans, who's a mad tattoo artist. And it was the three of us. We were just literally together all the time. Um, doing skits, uh, making content. Uh, Nikia was getting us in every um, advert that he had. We've done like Klarna, Cadbury. I've done Fisherman and Friends. Um, it's, it's endless. But yeah, it was just that, bro. Like, so there's a few of us and we're just all creative. And yeah. We wanted to do something with it. And I remember one night we're just sitting at uh, Johnny Evans' house and we had a, another mate of ours, uh, Paul Zilla. He's a mad uh, graffiti artist from Western Sydney. And we're all together and it's like, we need to do something with this. Like we need to make a creative collective of us just showcasing to uh, everyone and the younger generations that this is what you can do and have fun doing it, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, bro, so it's just us us boys and uh, mainly us three, myself, like I said, myself, Nick and Johnny Evans. Uh, we just started a page, 2-7 um, project. We come up with a name and uh, just started pumping out a little bit of content here and there. And we wasn't we weren't sure where it was going to evolve to. It was just I don't know. It was just just a, like a lot of people with during COVID. You probably agree with me. Started all these things, so they had so much time to spare. That's right. Yeah, I think creativity was you know if there's any positive to take out of the nonsense of the world. Yeah, bro. <laughs> I think uh, yeah the creative sort of um, drive that yeah. people got um, was yeah a massive massive positive. It's definitely out of that. an escape. Like yeah. A lot of people, don't get me wrong, there was just a lot of hardship and all that and everyone had their fair share. But uh, with the creative stuff that we were doing, it was an escape from us, bro. Like we weren't paying attention to the media. We weren't paying attention to the nonsense. Like obviously, had, well, wear your mask, this, that, whatever. But bro, we had like probably the best time of our life, uh, us boys hanging out and making content 
and being creative because it's just literally coming from the soul, bro. Yeah. And we had some laughs and, and whatnot. But yeah, that's where it started. And then about a year later, um, we had another friend of ours, Kyle, Kyle Joyce, who owns the brand Setter. Um, him and his wife in a gym in St. Mary's G3. And um, they had a little basement under there. And we just visited him one time because we used to train at G3 in Penrith. And then we walked underneath. He's like, oh, come look at this space. We just cleared it out. I was like, oh, true. We open it. Uh, he, op- he opens the door, sorry. And bro, it's just like full grimy cave, man cave kind of steez, bathroom, shower. That was like fresh, like oily. I think it used to be like a mechanic's garage back in the day, but way, way like way smaller than what we have now. But we, met myself, Nick, I walked in and gone, bro, is this it? Like, is this where we start? Because uh, the first day myself and Nick hung out, we just clicked. And I, sh- I shit you not, bro, the first time we hung out, we said to each other, how mad would it be people like us having a, a studio together? I do this. One of the boys does this. Like, we have all, all little own space, like our own space to do something. That was the first conversation we had, bro. And it slowly manifested to all these little steps and things. And it come to that little grimy little studio. And we're like, bro, let's just send it. I think this is it. And um, big shout out to Miss and Kyle, bro. They didn't charge us a cent. They let us just do what we wanted to do with the space. And uh, bro, it was just awesome to have. So we were there for a year during lockdown. And um, through that time, we we started getting like one for uh, all these artists, uh, footy players like Krita, Romy come through and just hang out. And they loved the space. I'm like, oh yeah. Like, Compared to what we have now, they thought that was hectic. Yeah. And we we're like, no, like we'll level up soon. Um, but yeah, from there, bro, uh, I connected with Ty again. We haven't spoke since school. And then Ty come in and I was like, this is like fucking hectic. Like, this is mad, boys. Um, didn't hear anything from him for a while because he was fighting in the US as he does and trains Abu Dhabi. And then um, just, I don't know how it come about. We'll, we'll get, I'll, if I remember, I'll, I'll, I'll bring it up. But um so i was interested in opening up some with all of us and like on a bigger scale so from that little grimy studio to now it was like a little space in time another lockdown happened and we're like fuck what do we do me and nikki went home we didn't work in that studio we kind of like felt like we we're overstaying our welcome even though like miss and kyle were like no I like do your thing it was just how we were yeah and um through that bro we were like we'll get another space and nikki was looking with that uh, any other input it was just like me and you will do it I was like, oh fuck all right bro we're gonna send it i'm gonna put every last send into it like let's just send it whatever and then um ty goes boys just what are you up to like out of nowhere I'm like oh true let's have a, a, a whatsapp call whatever it was and then um fast forward bro we all agreed we got chris uh, one of our good friends chris scanlon from fta and we all butted heads and um ended up coming to here and we agreed to do the spot and just move forward. And, and Ty has been a massive help, bro. He's obviously um, invested a lot in us and had faith in us to do what we um, do the best we can with what we do. And now we've got this spot, bro. Yeah. So yeah, that's how this, this place come about. And it is, it's in a great spot in Penrith. You know, I think, um, you know, it's the heart of Western Sydney, Penrith. Yeah. Um, I'm from the Hawkesbury, but uh, you know, I went to uni in Penrith and, you know, I'm, I have a, connection to this yeah, place you know so for me i think um western sydney needed something like this you know they it had nothing like this yeah. before you know if you wanted to book out a podcast studio you'd have to travel into fucking surry hills and that's what ty shit. used to say yeah 
And I think, you know, Penrith's got such a, a big population and, you know, a lot of creative people come from out this way. Yep. Um, so space like this is, yeah, is what they needed yeah, for sure. Yeah, of course. Um, in terms of what the big plans are um, for yourself yep. with this space, um, do you want to talk a little bit about that? And yeah, bro. Um, well, myself and Nick have always worked well together. With, without Nick, there's no Bomber Sneakers. That's facts. Bro, I used to take photos on my phone. He, he'll tell you, he'll tell you like, oh, I thought it was hectic. Like, this is fucking awesome, bro. Yeah, my photo of my Gucci Air Forces or whatnot. <laughs> bro, we started hanging out and um, he's, he just said, bro, we got to start again, eh? Like, delete everything. I was like, what? Delete everything? I thought this shit's cool. But yeah, cut a long story short, with him, um, I excel because he's the hardest worker in the room and I always try and match that. If he's here, I will try and rock up. I will rock up. Like, I'm always here doing something. If it's holding a fucking flecky, like, when you can stand awkwardly in the corner, like, I'm there because I know he's working. I'm going to try and match that. So having him as, as my best friend and now business partner, um, bro, such a blessing, man. Like, I, I can't explain. It's like uh, that saying, you are who you, who you hang out, yeah. hang around or what, whatever it is. Bro, that's so true because I know he's working. I do extras. So the plan with me is now is I, I love the customs. Um it's been a blessing to do it. it, it not, I wouldn't say it's a phase, but I know things come in waves. Like, oh, this is mad. It's fresh. It's new. People love it. And when we started working together with Nikke, uh, sorry, we, when I worked with Nikke for the first time, bro, it was like nuts. Like I blew up. Like I only had 3,000 followers. And then like a year and a half later, it's like 20K. I was like, what the hell? I'm making all these mad numbers and whatnot. And then I just thought like, I always think, I've been taught, and this is through sports and that, always three steps ahead. So I'm thinking in the future, not too far, you know, don't want to overstep um, my mark with everything, but I don't want to think too far ahead. But I'm like, I need to, my end goal, I've always been as a kid, is creative drawing this and that artist. And I remember sketching my own shoes when I was like 10, 11 years old, bro. So the next step for me is having my own designer sneaker that is Bomber without the custom stuff. Yeah. So that's the next goal, like, uh, Manufactured with the best material, uh, levers and um, upper soles um, in Portugal. I have a good mate over there who took uh, took me a year and a half to find him because I was like going through everyone. I'm like, yeah, not happy there, not happy there, not happy there. And then I had to meet him, this guy. And, and you know, you just get that connection, bro. I was like, yeah, yeah this is going to work. Um, so, yeah, that's where I'm at, bro. I've got my final prototypes and hopefully dropping it this year. I will drop it this year. Let me correct myself. I'm going to drop it this year. And, um, that would be hopefully a, like a pivotal moment in my life where uh, customs is not scalable. Having my own designer sneaker will be scalable. And also I'd love to give back to the community, bro, somehow um, within that, you know? Yeah. So that's where I'm at. And um, I've got Nick here with me. I've got a good team here now. We'll be making content, doing YouTube with the boys, whatnot, and funneling that back into my business. And uh, yeah, bro, hopefully having the best designer sneaker to ever come out of Sydney. That's the goal, bro. Yeah. And you know what? And it, it's so cool to hear you say that because I think that's what's, you know, missing from uh, especially Western Sydney. Uh, I would say Australia more generally as well is um, is something, you know, like a, you know, a high fashion label. Um, we don't really see that here. You know, it's, you know, everyone wants to wear Gucci or Versace or wherever the fuck and it's all Italy and shit yeah. like that. And um, to see something, you know, that you can rock and be proud of not only the the brand but also where it's come from. Yeah. I think that's a really It's cool all about the story, bro, right? Yeah. Story about behind the brand and you, you hear that everywhere. So yeah, I have my own story and um, 
Yeah, man, once I rebrand, I'll still have the name Bomber, but I'll do, still be doing customs, don't get me wrong, because I still like being creative on that side. But being a full-time designer and designing my own merch, sorry, designing my own clothing, um, shoes and everything like that, man, would be like, that's the end goal. Yeah. And, um, giving back to the community somehow, like I said, would be mad. And who would be your inspirations when it comes to sort of like fashion? and? and oh, so and the brand you're obviously wearing now every day, represent who um, my mate Jordo and Kyle, introduced me to and they two english brothers that man they kill it they crush it but just the whole mindset behind them like they train hard i come from like like being an athlete to now a business like running my own business so i get where they're coming from so they train hard create work hard and know how to sell like to sell their product so it'd be a represent cole buxton uh, mallet london who is a shoe brand in, in england yeah um i'm trying to think of, i don't want to miss anyone out here but yeah, bro, those those few, those, those few, I'll, I'll always, a YouTube video comes out, I'll watch it and I'll analyze it. I'll watch it like five times so just so don't miss anything or, or what it is, you know. But yeah, those, those few brands, bro, they yeah. gym me up big time. And you mentioned there that, you know, you played, um, you know, professional sport. Yeah. Um, so you're over in uh, in England yep. playing uh, soccer, yep. football for those. Football, uh, yeah. For those pommies watching. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but what sort of, what, what age were you then when you did that? So I wasn't technically a professional. The best I got to was semi-pro, but I played at professional clubs. Like I was a professional youth player. So from That's then- a very high level. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's hard, bro. Yeah. So um, from 16 to 21, 22, that's when I was overseas back and forth from England, different clubs. Yeah. But bro, I learned so much like doing that. It was such an eye opener. My old man was, a, he's so smart, bro. Like- he sent me over, then he goes, son, you got this? You can work it out. Like he set my path for me, or helped me set my path with me, sorry. And then there you go, bro, work it out. Yeah. And I had to learn it the hard way, bro. And yeah, and I think that's probably set you up well for everything you're doing now. Yeah, well, I owe everything to my old man, bro. He and my mom, uh, God bless her soul. My, my old man, <laughs> bro, he was like, I'm trying not to explain him without... You get those, not like those parents are like, you got to train, wake up, let's go. And then they don't stop. My old man was like that, but loving, bro. So loving. And he still is to this day. So he would get up. We'd do, me and my brother and my sister, We mainly when me and my brother were, were playing, we'd get up two sessions a day, every day. Every day. And install that mindset that you'll be rewarded for hard work. So, bro, I remember, I'll tell you a quick story that I haven't mentioned before. Um, this is how he was. So he, well, our feet were slow for soccer. Our boys wake up 6 a.m. On, a, on first day of school holidays, every kid's thinking they're going to play place. Not us, bro. 6 a.m. Next to, next to our pool in the backyard. This is in St. Mary's. 100 skips, boys. You got that? Yeah, yeah, sweet dad. Yeah, yeah, cool. Me and my brother. Right. And this is, this is, it's cold, bro. It's freezing cold. 6 a.m. 100 skips, you can go inside. Okay, cool. One, two, three, four, get 10. Nut, nah, bang, push you in the pool. Freezing cold. I have to wait for my brother's turn. And my brother, brother don't get it. I go again. Like I keep going, we keep going. And we got to 100. All right, cool. Have a quick shower. A couple of hours we're going down the park and we'd be hours down the park, bro. Like trying to perfect the craft, you know? We'd be striking the ball this way, that way. We'd move on to the next thing when we'd done the first thing properly, you know? And just with all that, like the mindset that was instilled with us from a young age now transitions to everything I do. Yeah. Everything, relationships, business. I'm still my training now. 
I, like I owe everything to my dad, man. Like he's he's the man, and he still does it now. Like if I, oh, you can see me, I'm slacking off a little bit. He goes, oh, Drew, you know you don't work much, do you? Like you don't work much. No, no work today. Okay, yeah, I don't work today. Yeah, yeah, I'll show you. I don't work today. I'll work fucking now. I work forty eight hours straight or something silly, yeah. you know. <laughs> but yeah, right. He, he instilled that mindset from a young age with sport, and yeah, just trans transitioned into everything else. Yeah, so a lot to him. And I think, uh, well, probably more recently than say ten or twenty years ago. But I think, especially in Australia, you've seen more sort of NRL players and that transition from sport into having a business yeah. or. Um, or some sort of program or whatever they, they want to run. And, yep. um, you know, I'm good mates with a good mate of mine, Ben Mills. He's, you know, has a gym and he's been running um program with James Tarmow. And, yep, mad. Um, and, you know, and you've seen that a lot through sport. Do you, do you think sport um, gives, you know, those players that drive to then 100%. take it into something else? Bro, so I transitioned from uh, being an athlete, like a soccer player to coaching and a good friend of mine who I lived with for a year in Camden, where I mentioned before, Scott Wheeler, he was a, so smart. He's a sports scientist and sports psychologist. And he gave me like these all these books to read. And you read that and you've seen these in these like self-help books and stuff. So everything from sport easily transmute. You said you transmute that same energy into business. So when, you, when you're seeing all these athletes being successful is because they know how hard it is to start something and be really good at it. Yeah. So that's 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 all it is. It's literally the same mindset, doing the extra 100-meter sprints, but instead of doing the extra 100-meter sprints, you're doing the extras with your business, making sure your content's sweet, making sure you, you, you really, your, 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 your hospitality is, is top-notch or the equipment's clean, like staying back, making sure everything's um, set for the next class or whatever you're doing. Yeah. Bro, I'm telling you now, when you see it a lot, that athlete mindset, if you get that down pat, and this is why you see a lot of people really doing the whole fitness thing now. So they they want to be fit and then they show their brand because that story is, is all around. Like it's everywhere. So that athlete mindset, yeah, big time, man. Yeah. Big time. And uh, a thing I, I wanted to talk about because I wanted to um, sort of touch on it w with myself and sort of the changes I've made uh, recently. Um, but, you know, you, you mentioned like fitness there yep. and I think there's been sort of, you know, a massive movement um, of going from sort of fun party lifestyle to um, just on a general level with people, I mean, to sort of being healthy and fit and sober. Um, have you seen that as well? That's huge right now. Yeah. And that's so good, bro, especially the, the state the world's in right now. People doing that or trying to do that, massive pat, like pat on the back, bro. It's, it's so fucking hard to do. And to do that, man, it's it's so good for you and so good for others around you. Yeah. So I see it heaps now. And I think, you know, I, I started a business in December. Yep. Um, I've been a photographer for a little while now and mm -hmm. I thought, fuck, I want to have my own business. Good on you, bro. Name. Mad. Yeah. So 1K Words Photography. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Mad. Um, but, uh, but I started it and there was probably maybe three weeks left of the year and I was still partying like yep. a motherfucker. Like I partied hard for fucking You soon realise it don't work when you're doing that shit, right? Exactly. And, you know, and I, you know, to the point, you know, I got really quite bad on dexamphetamines, yep. like ADHD pills. Yeah. You know, I was 
oh, at the time, it's so funny now looking back because, you know, I'm fucking, what am I, 54 days sober. So let's Congrats, hope. brother. Yeah. I need to be getting to just fucking, keep pushing. That's it. Yeah, I'm feeling I'll too I'll hold good. you accountable. I'll ring yeah. you once a week. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, and, you know, I, I realized it's not sustainable. But at the time when you're in that and you're fucking doing it every weekend and you, yeah, I'll go and buy 15 pills. You don't realize it's a blur. Yeah, it's a total blur. Like uh, probably the last year and a half of my life, I've been like, what? what the fuck do yeah, I even man. do? And now, now that I started a business, I'm like, fuck man, like doing well in my business, that's a, that's a drug in itself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Fucking like, no. It's addictive, isn't it? Yeah. Putting out a fucking, you know, getting another job or yep. going to do a job and fucking handing out your business cards yep. and you get fucking five phone Earning calls. the money to fund a new business, growing yeah. it. Like, yeah. That's mad. Yeah. So yeah. Well, I mean, I just bought like little things, like little celebrations, you know, I've made sure to celebrate them because it's like, I'm proud of myself. You have to, you know? that's a, that's a thing that we do yeah. a lot around here. Like little successes. We make sure we'll go have a feed or celebrate, or I treat myself to some, maybe a new piece of clothing or shoes, whatever it is. Yeah. 100%. Like, I just bought a MacBook Pro and I've never owned a fucking MacBook right? yeah, yeah. before, <laughs> which is fucking hard changing <laughs> over from PC to MacBook. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I'm like control, alt, wait, there's no fucking, what the fuck, yeah, yeah. what the fuck is option, bro? Yeah, yeah, hard. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's like a thing that if I didn't start my business and I didn't get sober and I wasn't working hard, I, I wouldn't have been able to afford that. Yeah. Like it just wouldn't have that's happened. That's exactly right. And, um, and so now looking back, I'm like, fuck, you know, little things like that just give me so much drive and, um, and talking to you, I feel like you're, yeah, you're similar. Yeah, bro. Aspect. Like everyone has, has the um, Achilles heel. And once you work out what that is and you stay away from it, bro, <laughs> your whole manifest is, is oh, your manifestation is endless. You can do whatever the fuck you want, bro, if you put yeah. your mind to it. And it's first of all is looking after yourself. That's the main person you need to look after. Yeah. If your mind's in check and your health's in check or at least you're on the way to that, you watch everything. You start meeting people. You start gravi- gravitating to all these great things because now you're sorting your shit out. Yeah. And that's everyone has that pivotal moment in their life where they fucking realize it, bro. If it's a, a toxic relationship or drugs, alcohol, um, everyone has that pivotal moment. And if you take it and grasp that, you're sweet. A lot of people have, have, a, f- have a few opportunities to do it. And you see, and it's sad. You see, they don't do it. They become a drug addict or what, whatever it is. But a lot, everyone's aware now. There's a lot of times that you get the opportunity and people are taking it. And it's fucking awesome, bro. It jeez me up seeing it. Like people, all the young young lads start a new business, asking for advice. You know, it's, it's uh, like you said, it's a movement. Definitely yeah. a movement with it all. There's, yeah, I've, it, it's crazy. It's like I put up, you know, I made sure to post about, you know, going sober in that because I think it holds me accountable. Yeah, exactly. Putting it out there. That, nine times um, out of ten is for you. Yeah. Yeah, it's mad. And, um, and I think, you know, once I've put that out there, it's so crazy to me how many more people are doing it. Like so I've had so many messages just being like, fucking good on you, bro. I'm yeah. doing the same thing. Um, you know, hit me up if you need any help or advice or yeah. whatever the fuck. And I'm like, that's mad. Like yeah. before I feel like there's so many enablers yeah. around you when you're in a fucking, you know, a bad place. You or are you, who you hang around, bro. Yeah, yeah. You don't realize it. Yeah. And I've still probably got the same friends and shit now yeah. there's a few that aren't you know around me anymore but you know i was definitely my own worst enemy 100 you know i wasn't i wouldn't say i was influenced maybe early on i was influenced yeah you know trying to be a cool cunt yeah, yeah of and, course yeah you have to be <laughs> as bro. everyone is. yeah i'll go i'll go and, and a lot of people a lot of people can do drugs every fucking couple months or it's whatever not, it's like yeah and it's, I, i'm not, i'm in no way anti-drug i don't want people to think that yeah because i've talked about drugs a lot on the podcast, but like, but. you don't eat everything's about balance right yeah whatever it is could be don't have to be drugs people addicted to sugar yeah. a, aka me yeah bro 
I've always been an athlete and and you know, on top of everything. And I have my stages like recently. Bro, I looked at myself and go, fuck, you used to be a footballer. You used to do all this. You used to box. You used to do all this. Bro, what's going on with you? And I, did, I dropped 10 kilos in six weeks because I can just flick it like that. And I'm good at that. And it's like I said, my old man going, what's going on with you, son? You're going to be heavy there, bro. Yeah. And I'll just go, yeah, okay, cool. Um, but yeah, and that small little transition again, like doing it, uh, getting healthy back on track. And this is the thing. It doesn't like happen and it stays with you for the rest of your life. You don't just become fit and you're good for this stuff. You'll get tested. You go out, you have, you have your party and you have your alcohol or whatnot. And other people have the other, um, you know, back to the Achilles heels, you know, like they have that all these other things that hold leverage with them that you have to beat it. It's a constant battle. Yeah. All these little things. It's not just smooth 100%. sailing, bro. You yeah. have all these little tests. And unless you beat that test, you're going to keep moving forward. And, um, but yeah, it's not easy. Yeah. Well, that's what people ask me, you know, they go, what what made you decide to go sober? I go, mate, I make that same decision every day. Exactly. It's not a one-time it's a thing. Bottle. It's a fucking, when I go out, like I'm going to Coochie Pav after this. Yeah, yeah. You know, there'll be fucking probably 10 times yeah. throughout the night I'll have to make that decision to stay sober, yeah. which I will. And But how empowered do you feel when you so empowered. that? You're, you're Bro, no you want to crush the fucking next day. You're like, fuck exactly. yeah, let's go. And you're not a slave to that fucking you know, suppression yeah, lifestyle that exactly. so many people Because how easy, easy is it, right? Oh, I'm fucking having a shit day. Yeah. I'm going to have a smoke. Yeah. Oh, I have a shit day. I'm going to get fucking pissed. Yeah. Bro, use that energy right. Um, fuck, man. Creation is endless. 100%. And the only thing I'm still addicted to is nicotine. See, but that, but this is, these are the things. This is the thing, right? There's all different ways. There's like little loopholes. Yeah. If it's not like taking much out of you, fuck, it's fine, bro. Yeah. Do your, do your thing, I'm like, you know? fuck, I don't want to die, cunt. So it's, like the, <laughs> it's like the Coke to Coke, no sugar. Like, have your Coke, no sugar instead of your Coke, bro. Yeah. There's some like, is it little loopholes for you, right? Exactly. Yeah. I remember I was, um, <laughs> Spence will hate me talking about this, where I was, I was filming uh, Young Carbs at an event. And, um, you know, all the boys, you know, it's a party lifestyle. So they're all doing whatever they're doing, drinking and whatnot. And I'm being sober, right? This was maybe like two weeks in. Um, and I came <laughs> came out after shooting them. They just played like four back-to-back sets for like two hours. Yeah. So I'm pumping a vape. <laughs> and, and he's like, you got to give that shit up, bro. I'm like, fuck, cunt. Bro, I'm I just like, gave up all this like, other bro, shit. Yeah, just, <laughs> bro, this was two weeks ago. I would have been fucking yeah, 12 uh, Dexys deep. Yeah. <laughs> Vibing out. Yeah, I'm like, uh, give me a break, lad. Yeah, that's it. Um, but yeah, but... I sort of, uh, I want to talk about um, sort of your love for Western Sydney as well. You yeah. Know, we've touched on it, but um, what does Western Sydney mean to you? And why? I grew up in St. Mary's. Uh, our hang- local hangout was Don Bosco. Bro, we'd be there every weekend with all the boys and just seeing all the differences, like all, all these all these things people are going through, you know, especially being from Western Sydney because they're not easy. We're not, uh, we don't have things given to us, but there's so many of us um, that really had a crack from, where we come from bro I, I had a great life like i had an awesome life i had my troubles you know but i knew how to use my energy well and uh seeing like i said seeing those boys use their energy correctly and don't get me wrong it's not all of them a lot of boys are locked up dead or whatever um but a lot of them are having a go so that initial um yeah that initial drive and seeing it from boys who have nothing fuck man that alone set the tone i like i love western sydney and look at all the, look at the footy players we've got one four we got uh, all the panthers boys i'm um, not even the panthers boys i got a best mate of mine jordan grant who plays for um melbourne storm he's from st mary's literally a street away all having a crack because it's that it's that underdog story bro 
but people don't expect us to win out here. Yeah. But fuck, there's so many great artists, uh, great great musicians, great athletes, uh, having a crack. It's endless. Yeah. And it's this is the whole point of doing it, doing the two seven project in Western Sydney is to show these youngins and these people who think they have no no way of getting out, bro. This you can fucking do it, and we're here to help. And that that's why I love Western Sydney, bro. People have a crack, and fuck, uh, everyone has love for each other. It's it's nuts. You go out, hey, Dawn, oh, sorry, yeah, this that manners. Well, everyone's well mannered, no yeah. matter where you're from. Collectively, it's just like a big family, and that's why I love Western Sydney, bro. Like a tight tight knit unit, and everyone everyone stands for each other. It's mad. It's like a little yeah, little little family, bro. Love yeah. it. Yeah, I a hundred percent agree. Like you go out to to other places, and the further into the city you get. You just don't feel that same vibe, you know what I Bro, mean? And it just it doesn't exist out there. And they would never be able to understand it. They they wouldn't last a day here. Nah. <laughs> nah. You know, and it's it is. It's like a big um like you said, a big family. We're one team, you know. Right, massive. Feel. Everyone wants to wants each other to win. Yeah. It's mad. That's yeah. what I love about it. And I think having something like this here, you know, it's um it it, it builds that drive. Yeah, for, exactly. Especially young people, yeah, you know, who are at that stage of their life where they're deciding what the fuck they want to do yeah. for the rest of their life. Yep. Um, yeah, I think I think the opportunities are endless. I, I think, you know, this has created a lot of opportunities for people that didn't have them before. Yeah, exactly. You know, so, and I think that's important to you too yeah. in terms of wanting to give back, hey. Bro, like I just see myself one day is being successful and open up all these classes. Nikki talks about doing master classes and stuff. That shit geez me up. I'm like, yeah, bro, I'm going to teach kids how to be designers or – whatever they want to do or you want to start a business come we'll help you this is this is where it's at and um to give back somehow that's the whole point like if you have no drive within what you're doing or no no like uh, loving to give to no love to give to others and no loving um i don't know i'm trying to explain it without being like a like a dick (laughs) but yeah if you got something to give back while you're trying to be successful, bro, then it's fulfilling, right? Yes, 100%. If you if you want to do something and go, hey, young, come in here. No charge. This is what you're going to do. You're going to sit with me and I'm going to show you how to do this. That goes with, that goes, that that's that little sit down with that young and goes with him the rest of his life. Yeah. And he'll fucking remember that. That's the shit that like, makes you feel fulfilled with it all, right? And that, and that comes back to you too. You know what I mean? There's, I think this is the thing that a lot of people forget is that there's always times in life where someone has helped you in whatever way, you know, we're, we're talking about Nick fucking I had John Bernard carries on the podcast. Yep. Fucking turn the camera off <laughs> before I hit stop recording. Just a dumb fucking cunt thing to do. Right. <laughs> never done that before. We'll never do it again, but just fucked up. And then Nick fucking helped me, rang me, fucking told me the program to use, told me how to run it, all that shit. If I didn't have that call from Nick, I fucking, right. I wouldn't have been able to fix That's it. it. Everyone's got each other's back around. You know, I would have been paying some Pakistani from fucking Fiverr <laughs> yeah, to yeah. fix it for me. Yeah, brother. <laughs> 20 bucks, 20 bucks, please. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but when you, when, when you receive that help from someone and then, you know, the, the first thing you should think is, fuck, I'm going to give this back to someone Ex- one then day. And that's, that's, you know? that's, a, that's what people do think. There's no tall poppy. That's rare. We do get the yod, but it's really rare to have, Tall poppy syndrome here in Western Sydney. Yeah. Because everyone wants someone to win. Yeah. Like, I want you to win. You'd be the same for me. Nick, it, like, it's just nuts how it works. The yeah. energy's up pumping Western yeah. Sydney right now. And and when you put out that energy towards other people, you get it You get it back. Bro, I pray for more access for all my mates than myself. Yeah. Because I want to see them win. 
And Nicky would tell you, he'd be like, hey, I want to see you win, brother. Like, I want you to win. But I want him. It's just like fucking, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. the energy's there, bro. And it's yeah. mad. I love it. Yeah. And that's what's really cool about about this place. You know, I felt that vibe the first time, you know, came in, remember, yeah. a couple weeks after the fight. Yeah. Um, came in here and it was like, it was so welcoming, you know, like Tanner was here. Yeah, and mad. Like, a little mad. Cut Tanner right? Fox? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, this is a Tanner Fox, by the way. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I fucking knew you from YouTube, lad. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it was such a welcoming vibe. And, you know, I think that's, you know, it's – it screams Western Sydney as soon yeah. as you walk in here. That's yeah. what I love about it. Yeah, man. Um, but yeah, so looking forward now, obviously with with bomber sneakers, and um, we will talk a little, little bit more in depth about that. Um, what was it? What was the moment for you when you went? Fuck, I'm going to start bomber sneakers. And so I was running a soccer academy for four years, and not playing. Um, I done two knee dislocations um, playing, and th- and then I was like, my old man's like, look, son, you want to walk when you're thirty? So- well, I reckon call it a day. And it wasn't just those injuries. There was so many. And you hear it all the time. And as a kid, I'm like, fuck, I'm not going to be injured. And it happened. So I needed to transmute my energy. So like, oh, I'll do coaching. I love giving back to the young'uns and seeing them, teaching them stuff and learning. And it just got a bit political for me. And you hear it. And it wasn't in Western Sydney. Like in a way it was. It was in Camden. So I was out those ways. And it just got a bit political. And I don't know if you heard it before, but soccer in this country, bro, is so political. And I was just over it. And I speak honest and I'm too honest sometimes. So if so-and-so is talking about some of his, some person's kid or whatever it is, bro, I'll just go, nah, not here. Shut up. Your kid's here to train. This is where it's at. But it got too much, man. It was constant political garbage. So I was like, I can't do this. I need to start something else. So our good friend of mine, Ryan Still in England, he was doing customs when I was playing at Stockport with him in Manchester. And uh, he goes, bro, you should fucking take this back to Oz. And I'm like, fuck yeah, I love, I love sneakers. And I, yeah, yeah, fuck it, I should. Um, I made a page when I come back from England. And this was, it was only four years later. I was like, fuck, I forgot about that. I'll do this. And this is when I was getting sick of the academy stuff. Um, just started, bro. Bought my first like Louis bar, cut it up, put it on. It was dog shit. Put on a pair of Vans. I still got the first pair of Vans I made. It was fucking rubbish. Bro, I was so in love, bro. I was like, this is mad. I'm going to keep doing this shit. This is mad. Because there's the thought of cutting up something, putting on something, and then making it better. And then it's a one of one. You have it. And no one else is going to have it. Yeah. That initial feeling to give someone that, they're going to walk around and feel like their top dog um, was awesome. So that's where it happened. I stopped doing the academy and then started up uh, Bomber Sneakers. Um, and, and now I've got my own studio with two, three of my best friends and still doing what I'm doing. Yeah, that's awesome. And I think, uh, you know, Bomber Sneakers, man, like I was talking about you at, at work. I work in the Shire, so in like, you know, Sutherland Shire. And, man, the amount of people that knew of you. So, and, yeah, bro. Like, give me chills. That's mine. Yeah, they're like, fuck, man. I'll, yeah, they're like, oh, I fucking wish I had a pair of shoes, bro. Yeah, yeah. They're all asking oh, me. You, they're like, can you give like, me that link? Yeah, bro. Wait, <laughs> just fucking wait, just ask him on the potty for a pair of shoes, brother. I'm like, fuck, I'm not even going to ask him for fucking me, bro. I'm not going to get something you can. <laughs> you? Yeah, hard. Um, but yeah, but yeah, your name's definitely out there, man. And, yeah, man. You know, a lot of people are loving what you're doing. And bro, um, it was recently, uh, I've, I've had a couple of people come up to you ask for a photo, like in Penrith. And I was like, fuck, this is weird, bro. I don't want this. But uh, uh, they come up to go, oh, but you're the guy that does the shoes. I'm like, yeah, can I get a photo? And I'll try and spin it straight away. I'm like, what's your name, bro? What do you do? This and that. But it's been a bit surreal, like doing all that stuff, man. And, uh, yeah, and seeing people appreciate my craft, it's fucking like overwhelming with love. Like I feel so loved, bro, and it's it's that's what keeps me doing what I'm doing. Now I want something else. So not only people in Australia, like I do do overseas customs, I always have, 
but making that thing scalable worldwide and letting people have that same love worldwide and knowing it's from Western Sydney, that would be that would be fucking awesome, bro. So, yeah. Yeah. And and I think that's what's so cool about you is that you really want to put Western Sydney on the map sure. with what you do. I want a book that says Western Sydney's done this, 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 this. You know? Yeah. And um, yeah, nothing sort of irks me more than when people who are from here and they make it and they never talk about Western Sydney they never refer to it. I think, ah, oh, like, fuck, it's such a miss yeah, opportunity. Yeah, they need a hiding. Yeah, yeah. They probably would get one and they step back in the yeah. area. <laughs> <laughs> They'll never come back. Yeah. yeah. There's a few boys waiting for them. Probably got a house in the fucking yeah. eastern suburbs now. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Bondi wankers. Yeah. Um, but no, it is, it's, it's, it's really sick. And I think, you know, you want to obviously create, you know, your own shoe. Um, what sort of shoe do you want? Like, like sneakers? I want an affordable, like- affordable designer. Okay, yeah. Because you see everyone from there always wants Gucci Louboutin and all this stuff. Um, but, yeah, having that affordable designer sneaker um, would be mad. And then, yeah, transitioning into the, the comfortable – like the first one I'm doing is designer. feels heavy sole. Makes you feel like it's expensive. But I'm not going to overdo it like with the price. I want people to wear it and afford it and feel good. Yeah. So, yeah, like that designer and casual footwear is what I'll, I'll target. And also clothing, like i got a guy – who's cutting so for me in Australia, who me and Seda had a meeting with and um, making top-notch garment, like proper 360 GSM shirts and whatnot. So that's all ready to go. So I'm, I'm, in my head, I've got eight different things going on and it's just how in, how to market that and tie it in with each other. That's how you're going to make something work, right? But yeah, that's yeah. the goal, bro. Just designer and yeah, casual sneakers. Yeah, fuck stuff. yeah. No, that's mad, and um, I think we'll, uh, we'll we'll sort of finish up here. But um, if you just want to sort of talk to my listeners, yep, um, give them some advice if they're if they're wanting to start whatever it may be, a business, a fucking play sport, whatever whatever it is their passion is, yep. What would be your advice to them? Just do it. Whatever you love, just just do it, and don't even think about the money. Like the money's not important because once you still think about the money, I'm guilty of it. Once you start thinking about the money, you you lose the love. It's a fine balance. Love it, what you do. Do the best you can at doing that. And bro, you watch everything just happen and fall into place for you. That's how life works. Don't get me wrong. You have your, your little um, hiccups and whatnot. Bro, fuck, I've got endless stories about hiccups. But it's overcoming those, loving what you're doing still, still loving the journey. And um, yeah, just 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 drive and keep pushing, bro, because it will work out. And even me, I'm only getting started. It will work out, bro. I just keep chipping away. That's it. Awesome. Thank you very much for coming in. Bro, thank you for having me and welcome to your new home. Yeah, well, thank you for having me, really, I should say, because, um, yeah, this is is fucking sick. Yeah, appreciate you, brother. Appreciate you too. And remember, guys, speak free with Matty G.